This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains no spoilers, but mentions of various books we love, including the Plated Prisoner series, Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Shadowhunters, to name a few. For full list, please see our show notes. There's also brief discussions surrounding alcoholism and DDs. Everybody and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I am Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing what we are thankful for. Thankful for in books, in quotes, we're thankful for you and... And it's one of the reasons we've been asking on our Instagram stories, like, just open-ended we want you to be a part of this conversation because there's there's so many there's even books that people are thankful for that we received in our dms hadn't even heard of so it's going to be fun to share all that with you know everybody who's listening and even the quotes because i feel like all the quotes that we've received they impact all of us in a different way it's really exciting and we want to say thank you to everyone for participating and it's just really wonderful to have some like fan interaction Also, we have something very special about this episode. (laughs) Um, We're recording for the first time together. We've never been in the same vicinity. and But our editor and sound engineer, they were like, we're kind of worried that it's going to, you two are going to be too excited. So they've made us move into different rooms of the house. So I'm in Laura's office (laughs) and she's upstairs. I'm upstairs where I normally record. Yeah, and Jess is in the the office slash like guest room, which is very cozy. It's very nice. I love it. We've been having coffee in the morning downstairs. Um, you know that this time last year we were starting our recording our episodes for our intro in Crescent City and everything. Really? Yeah. Oh, I... well, that that's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, so to kind of kick this off, how about? Um, we have quotes and books in little, um, bowls next to us. How about we start off the episode with each of us reading one and then, and then Jess, I know that you are very excited to tell us all about (laughs) a very special book. So we'll get to that right after. Okay. Okay. So this is a book that someone is, uh, grateful, thankful for, and they are thankful for Guild. And you know what? Same. Same. I, I. It's hard not to be thankful for Guild because I feel like despite everybody kind of going into it and not realizing the trigger warnings that might be there, the payoff thus far has been totally worth, totally worth it. The payoff is absolutely fantastic. I mean, but you have to get there, you know? So we're, we're thankful, I would say, for the journey. But yeah. th- uh, thank you uh, for that submission. That's wonderful. And then one of the quotes, it is, Beauty, my sweet child, is often unbroken and barbed and always unexpected. Oh, that's lovely. I like it. Because I think it just in life in general, it has to be unexpected because how, I mean, 
this is coming from a control freak. And you, everybody, including my therapist, is like, oh, you're trying to be controlling. I go, no, that's not what this is. And even Laura will say, uh, what can't you control? And that's what you're fixating on. Um, because that's, it, it's how do you control life? You know, you have to, you could really only control your own actions. So it makes life unexpected. Ah, I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who submitted. Now, Jess, tell us about this book that you are thankful for. Okay. I think I might have mentioned it in the past, but I think just through almost a year, like really a year of recording, it reminded me of the first fan, I'll say specifically fantasy book that really got me into reading. And it was Bruce Covell's uh into the land of the unicorns. And I'm just going to read the synopsis. I don't know if anybody has read it. It's definitely a middle grade book. If you're looking for something light, but adventure, I basically, I don't even remember the details. I just remember that I reread it constantly. Um, so the synopsis says, as each chime sounds, Kara climbs faster up the steep bell, the steep bell tower. 11. She must be on the roof when the next bell tolls. 12. With a deep breath and only half believing she will survive, Kara jumps off the church roof and into Luster, land of the unicorns. In Luster, Kara meets many wonderful creatures, but the most magnific magnificent of all is Lightfoot a rebellious young unicorn. Kara's band of friends comes to comes to include a hairy creature named Dimblethum and the monkey-like Squinjim. Together, they set out to reach the unicorn queen before the mysterious man who is following them does to prevent the destruction of all unicorns forever. And I remember, I remember reading like the first couple chapters, she gets to the bell tower and then like her grandmother says, you just have to jump and trust that was it. I mean, I'm I'm ready to go onto eBay and find this book and own the copy because I forgot how much that impacted me as a kid. And there was no series at the time, or maybe there was, and my library only had the one. But that book, I would still reread today because it was just about a girl and her unicorn and an adventure. And she had no and a trust in her grandmother because somebody was after her. Sold. That sounds awesome. <laughs> maybe we cover it on an episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe we do. Ooh, maybe As, we like, do. Laura's like, eh, not so much. I'm not gonna, not gonna hurt your feelings since you have a drink in your hand. Oh no, I, I, mm, I am very interested in that. Okay, so that is a book that Jess is thankful for. A book that I am thankful for is, and I have all these like with me. Um, this is, oh my gosh, this is The China Garden by Liz Berry. I'm going to hold it up. Oh, that's the book that was falling apart when you showed it to me. It's for falling apart. I'm going to hold it up to the camera so that, I, you know, maybe Jess can use this footage, but <laughs> look at it. And it's not look because, at it. I mean, yes, because it's old, but it's mostly because of how often you read it. Like, just, that like, thump was her. <laughs> that thump was the chapters. Uh, this is chapter six that just came completely out of it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, oh my God. But it's so good. It's set in England. Uh, girl comes, you know, comes, has to leave London and live it on this state. There's magic. There's like, I don't know. It's, it's really good. I had never heard of it. I found it in like a used bookstore. Uh, I don't know, like the... Like did you date on this either? Did you find it in a used bookstore when you were younger or oh, like yeah. recently? Oh, no, no, no. When I was a kid. 
I found it in a and used This is the original store. one that you found. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I could not tell you. So one of the things that Laura's still going through is her... Her stuff is still in the middle of the ocean, um, as we know, with also or some we can't say all um, because the supply chain management issues. Laura's moving from Germany, as we know, and she's back in the States. However, her her stuff is not here with her. It's been but, difficult. It's been difficult without the stuff. I'm not going to lie. But she also has a bunch of the stuff, like stuff that she put in storage here before she moved over to Europe. And that's where she's like her, her whole book collection is just a, just a fraction of it is coming together because she's had it in storage here in the States for the last five plus years. It's awesome. And I really can't wait to share it. I have uh, specifically an excellent collection of middle grade, uh, like chapter books that I'm just dying to share. Um, <laughs> So Jess, let's, uh, let's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Next. So we'll do quote book this time. So I'll I'll pull the quotes. Mm -hmm. All right. The next quote is, uh, we got this a few times to the stars that listen and the dreams that are answered. Well, we all know what that is, where it's from and what that means to us. That is very special. Don't you think? I I mean, everything about Akatar is special. I mean, it's something that I'm thankful for. You brought it back. You brought re- this side of reading back into my life. I mean, Akamath is my favorite. Is like one of my favorite books, if not my favorite book of all time. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll never not I'll never shit on it. I don't care. I know there's like a part of like hate book talk and hate Instagram that wants to like cr- crap on it. But there are also a lot of things that a lot of good things that came out of it. And that's one of them. Yeah. There's so many good things that came out of it, but you know, that that's not what this is about. That's a different conversation. All right. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Okay. I've got a book. I've got a book. I've got, uh, what do I have? I have Akatar. This is so funny. Akatar. Uh, Akatar literally made me see that love didn't need to be toxic and that I deserve more. And being thankful for it. That's wonderful. See, this is exactly what we were talking about. And that's, you know, I think we briefly touched on that in our Akamath episode, too, of, like, going, you know, looking, you know, I think even the Akatar episode that you said, you're like, this is a court of red flags and regret. And just all the learnings that you do when you're reflective on that series up until, like, like, you know, everybody handles their different traumas differently. And to see it from somebody's point, somebody else's point of view is sometimes that's what you need to be reflective and like, wait a second, you know, figuring out your own traumas through reading. And rereading. I think that's the beauty and of growth, Akatar. And yeah. growth. Because I think that's another one of the things, you know, we talked, we, we've spoken about it before, where you have like the YA, the actual YA audience reading this and then reading it as an adult. It's like, oh, children, like if you thought you loved it, wait, wait till you, you go through it. You know? <laughs> Which I think is a really good segment to a book that you and I both really are thankful for. And (laughs) this is, of course, Blood and Chocolate by Annette Curtis Claus. I'll hold it up. Look at that. Blood (laughs) and Chocolate. Look at that. The library had it. I was so surprised because isn't it from the 90s or something? Oh my goodness. I needed a palate cleanser. And I, I, I won't say which book I needed a palate cleanser from, but. I just need something to just to wipe it fresh and I could start on to the next one. And you said blood and chocolate. And then I looked at it and I go, Laura, and it's a shifter book. It's a shifter YA fantasy book. I had never read 
shifters. You, was, you missed out on the middle school, like like but solely yeah. shifters. Like yeah. I've had shifters with um with vampires. You know, I know shifters and bitten, but the actual solely shifter book, I had never, I had never read. It's good. I, the you know the book is good. It's weirdly like nineties. <laughs> And angsty, like it's all angsty. the typical teenage Ooh. angst. Nobody had cell phones or beepers. So like, so I thought it was funny when she would just get upset and they would just like run around town in their forms. Yeah, they were just like angsty and, me, you know, nothing to <laughs> You're do. You're going to be with one of these boys from our pack. And she's like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> it's good. You know, the movie, though. There is- was a movie? There's oh, yes, movie. there's the Bulgarian movie or something. Yeah, the the movie is not great, but if you don't um, watch it thinking about the book, then maybe it's fine, but I can't separate. The, you know, it's the same fucking title. Okay, anyway, anyway, I'm and, ranting. And it's the whole book versus movie. Yeah, like, and the book is obviously 99, better. Well, except for The Devil Wears Prada, and yes. I'm happy to have a whole episode on that. Well, good. Good. Yes, good. Jess, what book are you thankful for? Um, another book I'll think I'm thankful for is The Babysitter's Club. And I and I say this because I know in a probably previous episodes we, you know, from shifting from what I used to read and what's available out there now for like with a target audience of female YA readers, um, we didn't have these strong heroines, but I loved Sweet Valley High and I was the oldest and I was always the babysitter and then I would like babysit my like neighbor's kids so like I've I've been hustling since day one basically and a lot of the stuff that I would read at the babysitter's club I would be oh I'm going to I'm going to add that and integrate it into when I babysit so like of course kids want me to keep coming back I don't know I in hindsight, it was definitely looking more of it, like more at it, like a business model for myself. Well, that's on brand for you. <laughs> I mean, but like respect that you had this group of girls who said, this is our avail- availability. Let's all basically have our dues just like in a sorority to cover like your costs. Like they even, I remember they even had, they asked their per- their parents permission for a phone line because, you know, nobody had private phones back when these books were written. So they would all pitch into whatever they were earning babysitting. They had a flat rate. So no matter who it was, it was like equal, op- like equal pay, you know, which was wonderful. And yeah, and then their dues would pay for that cell phone and the cell phone and the answering machines, like all of that. They would just say, okay, this is our, this, and they, they basically babysat the entire town all through like middle school and high school. I don't know. I think it, you know, I'm surprised that doesn't exist now. It probably does, but it's like, I don't know, more pretentious and for like nannies.com for au pairs for the Upper East Side moms and stuff. You were doing a little research on this. You discovered something about, No, not this series, not this series, because this is a different author. But you're doing research and in in like middle grade books. And what did you discover? I what what I was so bummed when I found out that Francine Pascal, um, she does Fearless, which Laura has spoken about before and Sweet Valley Senior Year, which is another series that I was thinking I'm 
was going to say I'm thankful for that she's a ghostwriter. Laura was at a concert and I had to like interrupt her Dave Matthews like vibe to be like, what is going on? What do you mean? She's a ghostwriter. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And like a team of ghostwriters write write these books. Like it's just wild. Um, but that's a perfect pivot to another book that I am thankful for, which is like her name is on this book. Like yeah. right there. Francine yeah. Pascal. You, I would not like so what is it that she just became and I maybe I just didn't do enough research that it's just her as a person is now like a company and she just like sublets her name out to the ghostwriters because that's a pro- like i don't want to say it's a problem but i know that there are some rumblings amongst the book community that some author authors popular and not um use ghostwriters which okay to each their own but sometimes the ghostwriters are so much better than the author's name where i just go well how can i support the ghostwriter because i really like what they're giving me yeah, no, and that that is really true because there are at least 16 in this Fearless series. This is number two. This is um, Sam. Sam. Oh, that's the individual person. Yeah, the individual okay. title of book number two in Fearless is called Sam. Uh, these books fucking slap. They're so good. They're like, what, two? They're not even 200 pages. They're so engaging and they're so fast paced, but there are so many. And there's even like a section where she like goes off and like has a job. So oh. I can totally understand the ghostwriter situation. And also, and Jess, you and I talked about this the other day. There's a movie out there called um, A Young Adult. And it is about a ghostwriter. And uh, she goes to the bookstore to sign her books that she wrote. Because her name's in it, like, you know, under, like, the, the title or whatever. But um, the employee at the bookstore says, like, I have to throw these books out. They're, like, garbage now because, like, you're not the, the like, main author on, like, the outside cover. So nobody knows who this is. And you basically just, like, defaced store property. It was, like, this whole thing. So, like, it's a weird thing. And I think that might be something that we should, like, dive into a little or, bit. Or, like, become more, I don't want to say a aware of but do more research more research that would be because i we have a friend who was looking at copyright and ghostwriting and that essentially is what it is you're basically signing an nda to say like here's my creative liberties you own them now um but yeah it's, it's an interesting concept to dive into want to do next other books that we're thankful for i do all right Go first. Okay, go first. Me, I am. Let's see, ooh, the Well Digger's Daughter is a book that someone is thankful for. I have not read this. I believe I've heard talking about it. I believe my mother was talking about it. And it's also it's it's a it's a movie. It's it was made into a movie. Ooh, that by... might have been why actually. Um, that is really wonderful. Thank you for submitting. I need to do a little bit of research into Me that too. because if it changed your life and you're thankful for it, then I bet that I could probably get something out of it. So <laughs> thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. And another quote that we're thankful for is, um, we had this submission a couple times too, is don't let the hard days win. And, you know, epic, iconic, classic I like. I just like that it's a reminder for all of us that, like, you know, it gets better. This isn't like, yeah, today sucks, but you know, 
if this is the worst the day that the day can get, you know, tomorrow, just go to sleep. Sometimes it's just like, you know, when people say, oh, I just want to restart the day. No, I don't want to go through that shit again. On to the next. Flash forward to tomorrow. Uh, another book that I am thankful for, and Jess, I know that you're thankful for it too, is Weetsie Bat. Uh, Weetsie Bat by Francesca Leah Block. Uh, I've talked about this before on TikTok and I think in some episodes and like on Instagram Live and stuff. Weetsie Bat is such a good book. It You will get more out of it than you think you will. It is only 113 pages. This this one that I have, this version is very small. She's wee. Uh, it's, it's lovely. It's lyrical. It's gorgeous. The background says transcendent, shimmering, magnificent, sparkling. And wasn't it from the 80s? Yes. You and heard, it's original. Heard... It is original. So, and one of the things I remember you said, just read this, like, just, I want to hear what your take on the vibe is. And I was just so excited, I guess is the word you could say, to see a book ahead of its time and the subject matter that it took um, and how it was integrated during this time. Because it's definitely, like... I don't want to say taboo, but I guess at the time it would have been considered taboo of some of the subjects that that book takes on. Oh, definitely. And if you are interested in Weetsy Bat, maybe like check on it, check your trigger warnings and stuff. Not that it's like terrible, but, um, y- you know, just be aware, be aware, you know, don't go in blind. Uh, so Jess, what are you thankful for? Um, well, I've said our books. I mean, I'm thankful for the podcast. I know that sounds cheesy, but I feel like between like, of course, Laura always knows I'm thankful for her. Um, but the podcast in general, I mean, it's brought so many people into our lives. We get to share this thing together. Um, we get to discuss everything. It's definitely been something, I mean, the pandemic alone, like I'm sure people are tired of discussing it as are we living through it. And I think that it's kind of kept us on track um, despite some of like the things that we have going on in our lives in a personal matter and how that might have affected us. Um, And I'm really grateful for that because the, you know, it's so easily you could spiral in other ways. And this has definitely kept me focused between work and between life. And I'm really thankful for it because I don't know, you know, just having a focus makes a big difference for me. A focus and an outlet and, mm-hmm. and and a way to like expand your horizons, but like still stay safe. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what, that's the, what books know, are. Yeah. And I think you, I think you say it perfectly with expanding our horizons because I would not, this wouldn't have happened if I wasn't willing to go outside of my comfort zone. Um, because like I've always done the romance and the contemporary fiction and um, I, I really love that this has just become so much deeper than just it's we get to talk about subjects that are important to us that we might not necessarily be able to integrate into daily conversations based on our professions well, you or that have... like people care to listen to us <laughs> Well, you have such a good, like, sweet answer. I'm sitting here. I have a, a book written by a 14-year-old author about vampires. See, no, that's yeah. a good answer because I, at 14, I was basically writing my own maladaptive daydreaming in a journal. I really hope when my parents threw out all my shit, like, that was in there and they never read that. Uh, this book is In the Forest of the Night by Amelia Atwater Rhodes. This came out in 99. Uh, this is her debut novel, not novel, debut, day. De- <laughs> it's really 
debut <laughs> novel. There, I got it. Uh, she was 14. Uh, she has like a bunch of other books. She has other series. Uh, she's very active on Twitter now. Um, you know, she's 14 and like 99, whatever. Uh, it's really good. It's very, you know, she's 14 and you can tell, but it's good. And the but series good, is good. You know what? Good, good for honor. her for getting published at 14. Gosh, it's really something. And um, her picture, her picture is on the, the paperback that I have actually downstairs by you. But it's very oh, yeah. uh, atmospheric. It's very pretty intense. <laughs> so, Jess, do you have more books that you are thankful for? Um, I mean, I will say my current. I, I feel like I'm going to be basic because I'm. Like the books that I'm currently thankful for are Throne of Glass and Akamath and basically everything that you've introduced me to. But those two were so absolutely pivotal in the last year that like literally my biology changed. So, yeah, this is true. This like, is true. That just, if you know, you know. Um, if you don't, feel free to DM us and ask, I guess. Um, I'll be honest. But um, yeah, they. I didn't know books can affect you. Like fantasy, like YA books can be so impactful. Like I know, I know there are problematic things to say. There is technically a problematic thing to say about every single person you encounter in life um, because genuinely we're not perfect. And if you think you are, no matter how much good and work and awareness you're doing in the world, if you think you are the end all be all, then you might need some reevaluation in your life. Um, But that being said, these books have, I didn't know books can make you feel like that. I think the last book that I cried to the first time I read A Walk to Remember by Nicholas Sparks. Like I was in the bathroom crying. I was at my family's vacation house and I couldn't let them know I was doing one of those like 3 a.m. still up reading (laughs) things. And I just I remember that being a book I sobbed at. And it was and also the book is very different from the movie. Like the the general storyline is the same, but the book is very different in the movie. And then they're and they're both good in their own right. Um but yeah Sarah Sarah, I am thankful. I'm thankful for her. You know, I'm thankful for allowing, and I'm thankful for Laura for showing, um, <laughs> bringing me into this world. I have a quick question. Are you thankful for Clockwork Princess? I knew you were going to fucking ask that. I was going to be like, do I not answer this or no? I... <laughs> Our Clockwork Princess episode will not be out by the time that this is recording. Um, we recorded that before Thanksgiving episode. I will say, unfortunately, yes, because I didn't know another off- author could impact me emotionally outside of Sarah. And when we say impact you emotionally, we mean... I have not been able to stop crying for two weeks now, and I agree. <laughs> Hated it to Laura. Laura, we were sitting on the couch like, what was it, Saturday? And I go, and I started crying again because I can't fucking talk about this book without tearing up. The, you know how some people talk, you know, some mothers, new mothers will leak breast milk when they hear a baby crying. I equated talking about Clockwork Princess and Tessa and Will Herondale and Jem Carstairs as anytime they're brought up, my eyes just start leaking and I don't know what to do. It's, it's just, a, it's, right a now, I'm just crying. it's like, I just, I 
just it's and I tell Laura, go, is there any is there going to be a time in my life where I'll just be able to stop thinking about it? And her first her first answer was no, because that now you're just sitting on all that information and you just start spiraling. So if you don't just cover it in a surface surface topic level sort of way, then you can't appreciate it because you just spiral and you and that's literally been because then I'll be like, oh, these are so funny. These are so funny because Laura's trying to like pull me out of my despair of, with these characters. And um, then she'll send me. She's like, funny, funny, funny. Sob me. These are all like memes and Tumblr posts and fan art. And it's just it's just I can't even say beautiful right now without thinking of Tessa and being like beautiful. You are beautiful, James Carstairs. And I just like mess. Mess on the floor. And the only mess. reason I'm laughing right now probably is because I've had two drinks. Mess. <laughs> mess. Mess. <laughs> so Jess is thankful for our Clockwork Princess. Let's find out who one of our or what one of our listeners is thankful for. One of our listeners is thankful for Oh, um <laughs> one of our followers said they all make me so happy oh okay we don't oh. have to, uh, yeah i think that was before we were like we want to leave everybody have some anonymity um so they just felt like if what they shared with us didn't have to feel tagged to the world ah okay well thank you you make us so happy Okay, so I said, Clockwork Princess, we had a favorite quote, a thankful quote. What is another thing you're thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful for the book Wait Till Helen Comes. Uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Okay, so there's a story behind this. So when I was in middle school, I lived in Detroit. And in Detroit, I went to Catholic school. And I love to read. And the teachers brought my mom and dad in because I was checking out... This is the book. I was checking out ghost stories and like scary stories to tell in the dark and like witch books and all that stuff. And they thought <laughs> that I was like a witch, right? Like, and, witch, and, and I, yeah. yeah. And, and my parents had to sit me down and say like, look, we had to talk to the principal who became my mom's like best friend after this. Uh, we had to talk to the principal and they said that like, you are interested in like weird, scary stuff. And my dad was sitting there and he was trying to keep it together. He was trying to be the good and he He's lost it. He's trying to be like a like a united friend yeah. with mom. He lost it. He started like belly laughing and just he was like, this is such fucking bullshit. Like, oh my it was so funny. He just couldn't take it seriously. He was like, just let her read whatever she wants to read. And that is probably where this like came, you know. Okay, but this is the book. This is the one that because it's um that was it, the that was the one where the school was like, that's it. We're calling the parents. <laughs> because, do you remember in middle school you had to read books and then take the tests on them? Like yeah. on the computer? Okay, well, I could, at the time, quote, you could open this book at any point and I could tell you, like, and you could read it to me and I could tell you the next line. Like, I knew all of it. But the, but a lot of those books are so formal, formulaic. I know. It's like, it's like whenever, um, what was I reading? Reading? recently and it wasn't even in romantic instances i think it was one of the, the jla books that are based out of like pennsylvania or west virginia or something and one of the lines was you know the the trope of she hitched a breath she let yeah. out a breath she, she didn't know she was holding. she was holding that was throughout the thing and it had like there was also like the male was like the male character would do that too and it wasn't in reference for each other it was like usually just an like sighs of relief but I feel like that's why it would be so you knew what 
you knew what the next line would be. It's just like whenever you're watching a rom-com or like reading something where you know the next line is going to be, but she's not you or he's not you. You, you just you just know they're tropes for a reason. But like adults didn't know. So they thought it was weird. So they, you know, brought me in. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, Jez, what is a quote that someone is thankful for? Um, Let's see. Oh, this is a longer one. Maybe. I just can't read my right. Okay. She was strength and darkness equally well. The girl has always been half goddess, half hell. I don't know where that, that quote came in, but I don't know where it's from. I don't either, but it is But now I'm intrigued, wonderful. right? Yeah, now I like love it. Where, now it's like, is it just a general quote, you know, like a life quote that you're thinking? Like, or is it like a quote from a book where we're like, okay, well, tell us the book. And I'm going to feel really bad if we've read the book and we just don't remember the line. I don't think so because it rhymes too. I feel like that would have I would have picked up on that. Um, wow. Well, thank you, thank you for submitting that. Uh, I have one more book that I am thankful for, and then I think we can. How go... do I have a whole bowl of quotes? <laughs> well, and then I think we can go right to quotes and then okay. listener questions. Oh yes, yes, yes. You still have the bowl. You're talking about yes. your own personal. Yes. So this is when we were gods. This is by Colin Falconer. This, I have read this over and over again. Um, our friend of the show, Rachel, she is, um, has read this, uh, when we were in earth science high school in class. She sat behind me and we read this, um, because her name was in it and she was, thought it was cool. Um, it's about Cleopatra and it's about Cleopatra and Julius Caesar and Mark Antony and how it, you know, how the story goes. And it's really, really good. I thought, even though it's like written by a man, whatever, but I've read it a million times and there's beautiful, beautiful quotes in it. And I find it difficult to like read the end. And it's just, it's, it's just great. It's great. It's, you know, you saying that triggered this eighth grade memory from me. There was a series called, and it was all middle grade. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at Google now. And they're like going for $63. Um, there was a series called The Royal Diaries. And it was basically um, like the princess, like diaries of royal, like female royalty. And there was one called The Princess Diaries, Cleopatra the Seventh, Daughter of the Nile. And it was basically like her, like the, it was her writing pre it was like a prequel to her life now like the life Mm -hmm. we've come to know and it was a whole series i thought it was so cool i remember being like this is cool cleopatra seems like a badass and as we know she is she is and i'm going to just read very 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 quickly uh the last uh the line that you've been avoiding for the last 20 years (laughs) no no no. just like the last uh the last two like little paragraphs in Uh, When We Were Gods by Colin Falconer, because it's just really good. This is technically the epilogue. It goes, And so it is to the Madonna that men, tired of war and anger, yet look for peace and for compassion. She is their healer and mother, a religion within a religion, older than time itself. Men and women still light their votive candles at her feet. And it is perhaps then that we glimpse her, Cleopatra, on her knees before her beloved Isis, peering back at us from behind the dark and velvet shrouds of history from a time when we were gods. It's just good. It's just good. I really like it. I read it when I was like, I don't know, 13. And I have reread it several times since. So a book I am grateful for. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Like, especially when we've read books that are when we're younger 
you don't have to like think. I don't want to say that we didn't think. I mean, obviously it was probably like we were immersed in it now then, but you could go back on these books and be like this. I can, I remember why I loved this so much, or maybe, you know, I feel like books are different than the movies because especially historical books. I'm looking, this is a first edition and it was, came out in 2000. Uh, let's see. You want to pick from our like bowl of truth. I do want to pick from our bowl of truth. Bowl of truth is listener questions, which thank you for submitting. Yeah, this thank you for all the responses that we had. Um, it's really exciting. We love interacting. We love everything that's being shared. And it's just creating and continuing the dialogue. I mean, that's the whole point of like the bookstagram, book talk, like book community. If you can keep it positive, then, you know, we can have a lot of fun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of our questions was, this is to you, Laura. Um, what is your favorite Shadowhunter series so far? Um, this listener says, like, they're assuming that you've read them all already. Well, you're correct. I have read them all already. Uh, I will rank them for you because I have thought about this. It is The Mortal Instruments, The Last That's your hour. favorite one? The Mortal Instruments? No. no. The Infernal Devices. Because okay. what I was saying was The Mortal Instruments is not the first. Oh. But it's The Infernal Devices... The Last Hours, um, The Dark Artifices, The Mortal Instruments. So, and now in between all of those are um, the Magnus Bane Chronicles, the um, Ghost of the Shadow Market, Tales from Shadowhunter Academy. Um, you know, all of the the novellas are also like in there, but I can't choose a favorite of those. Although I am currently re-listening to Tales of Shadowhunter Academy. Have you started with any of the website stuff? Remember when she made that announcement for, have you started that? Cause I, because I know you didn't want to keep up with like weekly. You wanted to have chunks of information at a time. Yeah. You know, no, I haven't because I feel like that would be really fun to go through with you because okay. the, the, the new stuff that is coming out is stuff that has to do with the last hours <gasps> and LA. Oh, so there's like, a, that's a weird crossover. Yeah, it's not so much a crossover. I guess it is a crossover, but it's like, um, it, it, it's it's like uh, they're both. So like people from L.A. are going to a place and that place was very like important in the, the past. Okay. So, they're, so they're like finding things and like learning. And then okay. we, and we get those flashbacks. Okay. So it's very interesting. Thank you for asking Shadowhunters questions. I'm always happy to talk about Shadowhunters. Because nobody does. Because nobody talks about... Ostracized. Nobody talks about Shadowhunters. I'm always happy to talk about Shadowhunters. Um, I have a book here that uh, someone is thankful for, and I feel like it is perfect for us. It is, of course, every book ever written. Yes. Of of course we are... (laughs) grateful for every book ever written even if it's not wonderful it is still somebody's like hard work and their effort and it's still something that i would never do and i love uh watching participating um you know like patronizing or no helping (laughs) (laughs) i you're you're thinking like patreon (laughs) yes um giving money to supporting there you go um you know that kind of that kind of thing but uh Boy, I mean, oh this boy. goes back to like, let it, we want to take our money. We want to support the people we want to support. Okay. So Jess, what is a, what is a quote? Give me a quote. Another quote is, 
Look for the helpers. You'll always find people helping. Oh, that's wonderful. That's uh, Mr. Rogers. Is that uh-huh. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is just beautiful. And you know, that's true. And um, uh, this is kind of in the same vein of that. I I used to like wake up in the middle of the night and get like really like scared. And someone said, turn on the news because like the news is someone like talking at you. Right. And it's like other people talking and it's like relatively live and then it comes on live at like five right so mm-hmm. like so like um you can you can kind of like fill like a silence kind of okay. with that and and it's um and it's real life it's not like a tv show so like i feel like that would skip like that's exactly why i don't watch the news like the 10 o'clock news or something because i don't want all you know what what do they say if it bleeds it leads so that's the oh quote. yeah sure so like i don't want to hear all of that as i'm like drifting off to sweet dreams i mean which is also kind of funny because here i am with like stabby poppy like kill 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 but, that's, like- that's different that's different that's different that's different that's different Okay, what do we have? We have a book, a book that someone is thankful for. They are thankful for Shatter Me. Jess, did you submit this? No, I didn't. I swear when somebody, when when the person uh, submitted that, I go, yay, because I remember telling you, I go, I don't expect you to read it, but like maybe we'll read it. We'll discuss it as a whole at some point. Who knows? This whatever anyway so i remember telling you it felt like i was reading a tamlin reese Feyre alternate universe fan fiction of them in high school and i absolutely i had so much fun with it at first and it was the first book and i will i mean if you haven't read it i'm not going to spoil it but it was the first book where i said on the first try i go i don't trust per- this person I'm liking this other person, and you can't convince me otherwise. And you were right. That was right. Yeah, you were right. Oh, that's awesome. So thank you for submitting Shatter Me. Somebody knows exactly where to where to hit <laughs> Jess <laughs> so that, she, <laughs> that she's so happy. She loves that. Um, what is – oh, I have another question for you. Um, why are you so perfect? Oh, this is this is all lies. It's not. This is don't this let your imposter lies. syndrome get to you. Yeah, Only well, I the can imposter do that. syndrome is is strong with this one. Um, thank you for submitting. That's really nice. That's really lovely. Um, I would have to turn around and say that everyone that is listening is amazing and wonderful and perfect and fantastic because you know what are we without you? Nothing. Yeah. So thank you. Thank <laughs> this you. is just like dead air, dead space talking into the void yeah so you know thank you <laughs> thank you so much uh let's see i have let's see one two i have four more okay so i have uh what's a book that you're thankful for just just love lots of love for akatar so much love for akatar you I mean, know but like for the right reasons too i mean i guess i get no i'll take that back because i don't want it to seem like someone's right reason negates somebody else's everybody's so, got their own reason right yeah right yeah and you everybody gets something different which is like perfect that leads into the next quote somebody is thankful for is only you can decide what breaks you oh well, that's perfect I love that. and that's true we all we all need a reminder all right what do we have here we have ah for blood and ash I think I have I I have something to admit to you. Hmm. Um, I I you know I love 
the folk of the air series. I love the cool prince. I love queen of nothing. I love the wicked. I love all of them. It is such a comfort read to me because I could just be in the world and I think Judah's a badass and I will go to the grave. I don't understand. Is it enemies to lovers? The focus should be on, like, is on like female empowerment and politics. And I think nobody, like, I don't want to say nobody, but a lot of people don't focus on that. I think I want to equate from Blood and Ash for me, I think is like the folk of the air for you. I'm wondering, is it, is, is it, it because of Castile? Because... No, 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 no. I'm wondering, oh. is it the fandom and what the fandom has done with the characters or is yeah. it the characters on the page? I think it's a combination. It's it's like, remember when we were reading Akatar and you could love Akatar as itself, like the series. And then social media brought these characters to life. And we've kind of made, even though there there is discussion, where, especially with Azrael, about like the type of person he is. When we really, the only things we know is what's on paper. We don't know him. We've assigned personalities. Somehow, trigger warning, more became the alcoholic aunt. And like, but like, or like sometimes I think initially when we had discussed it, I was like, she's the best friend that you always go out with. How that's transitioned in the last year. And like the fun, the fun ant, not the, oh, we need an intervention ant. Um, th- there's a fine line there. I, I, yes. Um, or like Cassian being our favorite himbo. And that's kind of solidified in Silver Flames when yeah. he's like, space is boring. Yeah. Not I, I, Silver Globe. <laughs> I don't want to talk politics. I'm itchy and sneezy. Yeah. 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 No, we, we, we love it. We love it. But like, yes, and I, I do feel like the fandom does does help and contribute to that. And I am in a couple of like Facebook specific book fandoms, um, cool, The Cruel Prince being one, Akatar being another. And from Blood and Ash, the from Blood and Ash group, it, I, I, I know you could not care less, Laura, but I still screenshot you throughout the day. And I, I love like, this it. Funny thing. This is so funny. Like, it is and, funny. And the um, le- creatively Les, she has those fun comics that you're just like, this is so cute. I love it even more. <laughs> they are. They are the cutest. Oh, my gosh. I agree. I agree. Uh, for Blood and Ash, definitely. I, f- I feel like the first one, definitely. I feel like it gets really just complicated. Um, but I am... Like the first s- book? As like a comfort read. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I don't yeah. consider the first book a comfort re- read, but I consider the second book a comfort read. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Uh, how many quotes do you have? Let me see. Oh, I have a whole ton. I have one. I have four left. Okay. Give me one. Okay. A quote is, never flinch, never fear, never forget. I don't that's, know what that's from. I don't either, but that is fantastic life lesson. Yeah, I like some of the quote. Like, I think I love all the quotes because books impact us a different way. But I like how some people like kind of like ran with the question and made it their own and not think it had to be book related because this is not what this episode is about. We're just kind of like, hey, thank you for being y'all. So, and Tina, uh, someone, probably a thousand million people are thankful for <laughs> Throne of Glass. Yes. And of I mean, course, yes, of course, we're all thankful for, for Throne of Glass. We're thankful for Aelin and Rowan and Dorian and Manon. And just we're, we're thankful for that whole world. We're thankful for world building and, you know, the, the payoff and the emotions and the feels, right? We're thankful for feels. 
I mean, it's nice to know we have them. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they could get in the way. Yeah. But I think that like, I think that could tie into like one of my favorite quotes is you could do anything if only you dared and deep down, you know it too. That's what scares you most, which is like the whole like quote for the, uh, you can rattle the stars. Right. And I have that, I got that tattooed. I think it's an, a wonderful reminder. So throne of glass is obviously what, cause it's just, it's plot with romance. And I think it's a reminder that we all, we all need, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm going to be fine. I'm You're just be like, fine. I just got it on my skin permanently and forever. And I'm so happy with that. <laughs> okay. I have um, one left after this one. So this is, um, this is perfect. This person is very thankful for the hating game. <gasps> you haven't read that. I'm the only one. I, I don't want to say the only one, but like of the two of us, I read the contemporary romances still. You know, I've only, I could count on one hand how many romances I've read this year since I got into fantasy. Really? Which is, yeah, I could count on one hand. I, it was Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. And that's the one that I cried because there was a huge twist that I didn't even see coming. Um, I think I, I read Tessa Bailey's Hook, Line, and Sinker, which is this. It was an, an arc from. It was the arc that I had, and it's a sequel to. It happened one summer. I've read Friends on Vacation or People We Meet on Vacation. Okay, maybe I wrote six. Read six and like two JLA books from like that Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the series is called. <laughs> I I read it out of order because the library didn't tell me it was part of a series. Ah. So I just like pulled it out. But it was like one of those series that you could read it as a standalone and there's like all the other characters and then you can still read them as a one-off. I don't know. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm all over the place. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, a quote, I think if that's what we were talking about, um, is... Be glad for your human heart, Farah. Pity those who don't feel anything at all. This is true. This is true. This is true. Oh, Farah. She's a good... Think, yeah, she's good. I feel like I need to do a reread of Akatar because right now, Aelin Embrace is overshadowing her because of how strong, like, what strong personalities they had and how extroverted they are. And I think it's a perfect reminder of, like, you don't have to be extroverted to be strong. And I think that's not talked about enough or, like, really discussed much. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because I know I have my own personal, like, frustrations with Feyre, but she does, like, do the damn thing. She right. does... She she's the one who kept her family alive. Like if yeah. you think about the infancy of Akhtar, like her family would not have survived. They, I mean, and part of it was out of stubbornness. We know this. We know this. Um, this is canon. So it's it's interesting, or like pride. So like you gotta give, you have to give credit to Feyre. She's like, you gotta put that shit aside because there, there's a bigger picture here. It's always the bigger picture when we talk about stuff like this. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see. I have this is my last one. This is my okay. last one. Okay. So it is, um, it says Crescent City because its hype on Instagram brought me closer to the book community. That's true. Oh, that's wonderful. Which I think, I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on Crescent City, maybe because of the gap. Like nobody wants to wait that long to be like, when did it come out? Like May 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic, I want to say, like March or May. March 3rd, 2020 was the release date. Mm-hmm. 
So right before the pandemic started, so usually like when a new book drops, you don't want you, you some people will wait to see where the second book is. And now we're here we are at the end of 2021 going into 2022. We have 5 million special editions with like extra chapters. I also feel like um, the people that are very loud about how um, difficult I, I'm how intimidating the world building is in the beginning of Crescent City. I feel like those people um, talk over a lot of other people and scare people off of this book. And uh, Crescent City is really good. You know, it's really, you know, she's thick, she's lovely, she's full of all the things. She's an ugly cry. But um, I hope that because, as you say, the new one's coming out, that there's a, a lot of new people that come in and start to read it because... It's really good. I like it. I And, you know, the world building, we talk about this, is essential for a reason because it's you, you have to be in the right mindset of, like, where it takes place. I think a lot of times we're so used to fantasy being in its own world, more or less, that um, to have it in a more modern day uh, or, like, even futuristic sort of location – can be a shift, especially after her last two series that she had out before this. Yeah. But yeah, that actually... Oh, continue. No, no, go. No, I was going to say, but that like goes into a question that somebody asked is, can we have a Crescent City recap episode before the new book? And um, that Bet. person also said, like, call it the best and thank you. But that's like, we appreciate it. <laughs> thank yeah. You. Thank you. But we definitely do. We have it marked on where it's go- when it's going to air, um, pending supply chain management issues, and if there's any uh, shift in the release date. Um, and we'll record that closer to then, just because we're going to have new information, new covers, just more exposure to it all. Um, right now, we do have our current Crescent City episode, which is our first. It was it was actually our first bookish episode. Yep. So that's very exciting. Make sure you check that out if you are interested in Crescent City. Uh, what else do you have, Jess? Do you have any more quotes? Um. Oh, yeah. I have two quotes that people have submitted. One of them being, um, hers was not a story of darkness. Ooh, we love that. But it's it, like, I don't know what it's from, but I think it's nice that like, so often we can look, you know, we're our worst critics, you know, or we like we come from, you know, various lived experiences. But I feel like that quote alone just like sets up the tense of the book. Like it's it's not a bad story or what she may have gone through. She kind of persevered through. I have a quote that okay. is one of, one of my favorite quotes. It's from <laughs> Clockwork Princess. <laughs> uh, it is when Will Herondale is talking to Magnus Bain. And um, he's he will is asking Magnus, like, how do you how do you bear it? How do you bear loss? You know, like you're you've been alive so long. Like, how do you watch people die over and over and over again? And Magnus goes, there is no great secret. You endure what is unbearable and you bear it. That is all. And it's just so it's like clear cut. It's like there there's no trick. You, it's you very straightforward. You find, yeah, you you live with it. You find yourself in the situation. You think you can't deal with it, but you're stronger than you think you are. You take it on. You bear it, and you move on. 
And, you know, I think that is just so important because I feel like it's easy to get wrapped up in your own shit and, and just to be like my like the world is falling, like the sky is falling, the world is ending, like everything is awful. But like you are stronger than you think you are and you can bear it if you, you know, like if it doesn't become all consuming. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You have to have like a support system. And and of course, in this situation, um, Will does have a support system, even though it's like, please don't. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> I love him so much. So much. Okay. What, what is the quote? This is the okay, last okay, quote. Okay. This is the quote somebody had shared with us. And it is these... <laughs> I already like it. These men feel like the death of me, and it's always women, women bringing me back to life. Oh, well, say it louder for everyone in the back. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I wish, I wish, and maybe because of like the spacing, whatever Instagram allows, but that right there, it reminds me of the TikTok. What makes you think so? Uh, women. Like, yes, it's just like Tower of Dawn. I don't read for Kale. Fuck kale. Like, not literally, not metaphorically, like, I guess metaphorically. Definitely not. I mean, I can't say that. Everybody has their own type. Um, Kale probably would have been mine a million years ago. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) That's not even a lie. (laughs) No doubt. The accuracy. (laughs) I like them boring. You like them clean cut. I Yeah, that's. it's not boring. They're just very low-key. There you go. There you but go. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I'm too wild for that type of person. But to anybody else, or like she's the most boring person in the world. <laughs> um, but where are we going with that? Do you have any more quotes, or are you finished? Oh, there's one more quote by Madeline Miller that was submitted, and it was, "I am made of memories." And, and for gorgeous. anybody who doesn't know who Madeline Miller is, she does the Song of Achilles and Circe, and she has other Greek mythology retellings that are just very beautiful, very beautiful. But she's not somebody that I would recommend um, having on as like background. I don't want to say background noise, but like if you're trying to multitask, that's not a book that I would suggest to be multitasking with. Like that's a book you should focus on. Even other Greek mythologies, it's just like her specific retelling. Um, I think we get something different out of. Uh, to how different authors retell their stories. I mean, A Touch of Darkness and Neon Gods is a perfect example. That is a perfect example. Uh, questions? Yeah, we have a couple questions. Um, someone asked, um, for both of us, curious about what our star signs are. Oh, our star signs. Jess, go. Go first. I mean, I'm a Capricorn Sun, Libra Moon, and Virgo Rising. I am an Aries Sun, a Virgo moon and a Capricorn rising. <laughs> so all the crying is Ugh. like the Libra. I know, I know. Like all five of like five of the six signs are disgusted in me. I get that. Um, with all my <laughs> Libra crying. Like if you hear me crying, I'm like, Libra was strong that episode. <laughs> strong, strong day. And everyone else is just like side-eyeing me. Like, will this bitch not? Those are our star signs. Thank you so much for asking. I mean, I'm not an astrologer. I would love somebody to like break that. Like that would be really cool to understand more about your birth chart and everything. I feel like you kind of have to put it out there and whatever, take with it what you will. 
Yeah, because like we're both on co-stars, so we have like our chart and stuff. But I would really love someone to like really analyze the shit out of me and right. like like fix me. I Make guess. me feel uncomfortable because yeah, I've heard people I who know. start who stop listening to their like birth chart or if someone's reading like they feel so uncomfortable that they like put a pause in their meeting because make me uncomfortable make, make me uncomfortable. want to leave yeah i want that because I want that. i i want to be terrified that the universe knows me more than i know me yeah i want that too any other any other questions um someone asked what i was reading on the flight over here and it was a shadow in the ember um and no, those are our questions. Those are our questions. Yeah. We only got a couple, but we appreciate everyone because we yeah. didn't think we'd even get like one. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, so I am grateful. Of course, Jess did a very beautiful emotional like thank you for everything. <laughs> and of course, I was just like more books. Um, so here's my here is yes. my my thank you. I would like to say thank you to the podcast. Thank you for everybody that listening. Thank you to our um, amateur audio engineer for making mm-hmm. sure that we um actually did this like yeah he, yeah he he really was the one that was like you know there there's an audience for this and you you should you should do this and like you and Jess would make a really good team so like thank you to Sam and for a while like I, maybe yeah. it was just like finding what would be right mm-hmm. for us so thank you to Sam for making us do this. Thank you to the listeners Thanks, who Sam. allow us to continue to do this. And of course, thank you to Jessica, the most perfect, uh, you know, no. host in the world. No. Uh, without you balancing me, I would just be like, just beyond uh, just insufferable. <laughs> so thank you no, for making I me tolerable. I am thankful for you because we all know that I can like bring us off on a tangent. And I just think that us and our friendship in general, um, th- it's just a good, I don't even want to say yin and yang because we're not that much like we have very similar, we have very similar personality traits and, you know, things that we do differently as well. But the balancing act of has been really helpful i think that i mean maybe it's just my bias but um i think we have even been saying we're like even the career paths we've chosen that are different are so similar in its foundation especially when we apply it with with what we're doing here on the podcast it's true it's also very incredibly true oh it's so wonderful so thank you to everyone it's just so great and like um holidays are hard right we know this so if you're having a hard time like know that you're not alone and just remember that books are here for you no matter what right like that's the beauty of books like you can escape into a book no matter what is happening and that is just something that we should all be really like aware of grateful for and thankful for yeah i agree and on top of that i also think just finding the happiness in it, like you were saying, because I think especially this time of year, I'm sure Goodreads and other apps are going to, you know, everybody has their own personal reading goal and, you know, it might feel like a competition and that's don't never compare what, yourself. Don't, yeah, compare, don't yourself. compare yourself because I think that especially this time of year, like as, we should be thankful that like 
we read even one book, honestly, because there were years that I could honestly say I was only reading academic books. So when it got to actually reading something, I just didn't. I would just prefer binge watching something visually. And I think, you know, just being thankful in any capacity. And I think for next year, um, I saw somebody else do this. They put their reading goal at zero. So like any any read is like an accomplishment and i think as much as i want to challenge myself i think the podcast does that alone but to not have that external pressures that comes with a reading community whether it be book talk or bookstagram or your book club i think that is just a different way to like self-monitor and like not feel like you need to compare yourself that is beautifully said and of course, everyone knows my issues with Goodreads and, and, and the, the September, you know, the, the, the monthly wrap ups and the, the goals. I hate all of that. Uh, cause I'm a naturally competitive person. So I actively try to take competition out of my life because it makes me a horrible person. Were you that person? Cause I'm guilty of like, if I was on an elliptical or something next to somebody and then I would see how fast they're going. And maybe this is just like trigger warning, unhealthy eating stuff. Um, but then I see them like going at a certain pace and at a certain incline and they burned X amount of calories. So then I would in my head say, well, I need to do more than that person. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Well, good. Because I did. And that's not, that's awful. <laughs> do you know why? Because I knew myself well enough to only go to the gym at a time where I knew that it would be dead and there wouldn't be anybody oh. on the cardio equipment because I like had done the work about myself and I knew that I would do that, which is also an aside on why. And this is an interesting fact for somebody. My husband eats dinner very quickly. Uh, and um, a lot of my uh, ex-boyfriends actually have also eaten very quickly. That's a like military thing. So uh, to make sure that I don't overeat and eat too fast, I eat with chopsticks so that it is very <laughs> slow and I can control like everything uh, so I don't match pace. And and that is just another example of like, I, I know that I you would do that. do that. So I actively put like blockers in my way to make sure that that doesn't happen. I didn't know that that like I knew part of that was like to like pace yourself, but I didn't realize the competitive aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am naturally just horrifically competitive. So I remove it from myself because it makes me an awful person. I just want to be, here's the thing. Like I want to, like, if we were ever to do, you know, like how you have those, you know, especially when we did like Greek life, you had the, against the other, you know, the other teams mm -hmm. and, you know, the other, the, the other sororities and fraternities or what have you. I would want to be on a team with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that's not your best quality, you're, you're, you think that's not your best quality. I, I think it's like survival of the fittest. Well, I am, I am, I would make myself the leader in that situation and I would dictate to everybody what to do. That's the Aries in me. Yeah. That's the, Ar no, that is the Aries, the Virgo and the Capricorn. And the Capricorn. And the Capricorn. I think because I don't have the third, I think because of, I think my Libra is like, I'm, I will happily subserviently be your beta <laughs> on the team be your second in command that's fine that's fine because even when you know you're always like you're gonna take over da, 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 you know where you work and i'm like you know i don't want that responsibility as long as i always have one person above me to like help fall yeah help i'm fine with that 
I'm fine with that because that, I mean, I think a bigger picture of what if I was, what if I was a CEO of a company and I had to be the choose, like, I know I have like a whole team of CFOs and everything, but that's a lot of pressure that you hold in that position to people, people depend on you. Your livelihoods rely on you. I, I need to pass the buck at least one person up. Oh, have you talked to Laura about that? Ooh, let me check her schedule, actually. She's not available for you, ever. <laughs> it's amazing. But also, <laughs> but also, like, you know, that is gross, right? That's gross. That's gross. That's, that, that's what that is. I recognize that. We all recognize. We the all more rec- growth you do yeah. on yourself, like, will honestly, even if you have to, like, you know, passive aggressively laugh at yourself because that kind of makes it lighter for you, you know, so be it. But it's it's growth nonetheless. And it's fun. It's fun to get to discover yourself. It is. It is very fun to get to d- discover yourself. Um, So because Jess is here with me, I oh. have uh, loaned her a copy of Daughters of the Moon, uh, number one by Lynn Ewing. And she is going to read that. I have, I tick, I think I made a TikTok of it. No, I didn't make a TikTok no, of it. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. I have ordered like one through 13. They are all first editions. They came in like pretty good condition for being over 20 years old. And, um, and Je- Jess is going to read the first one because yeah. she, she picked it up, looked at the cover, flipped it over, read the back and said, um, can I read this? And you know, I think that also goes something for something. Huh. I think that also says something about the back of a book. If you have a strong synopsis, you and I were talking about this earlier. A lot of times now I see books with, there's no synopsis. I just look at the back of the cover. You know, I just look at the back cover and think, okay, these are just what what a bunch of other authors think. And most of the time, not saying all of the time, a lot of those authors are their friends in the book community. So I just don't think an, a, a, your friend is going to shit on you publicly. Like if they have feedback, like constructive criticism, like they're going to one off you kind of thing. Um, and I, I, okay, that's great. This other person thinks it's, you know, and this goes back to the good reads of it all too. Like everybody has, somebody could think it's a best, the best book ever. Somebody else might not, it might not be there for you. So having a, a strong synopsis is going to let you determine if you're going to like it or not instead of like having that extra. But this goes back to like conversations we've had regarding critics and their own opinions. Like, okay, everybody, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Some people just make a career out of it. So obviously you can tell that we have opinions about these things. And <laughs> uh, these are all like ideas that we're kind of like brewing for future episodes. So if you have heard something in this episode that you think like, mm, I would really like to hear more about that. Um, get into our dms like let us know uh we have our episodes like planned out but again if oh, you yeah, for like the rest of 2021 yeah, yeah yeah but like if you are interested in something like or if any of the books that like jess or i mentioned that we're thankful for like you haven't heard of and you want to hear more of that or like any of that let us know let's continue this conversation uh because like holidays are hard so let's really um pull closer to each other, right? Let's be our own family. I like that. I like that. And everybody's definition of family can be different. Exactly. I think that's an important thing to remember. Yes, exactly. And we are honored and happy and just so humbled to be able to um, call y'all friends and like hang out with y'all. So thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Happy, you know even though we're releasing this for the week of Thanksgiving, it's like, I know it's cliche and cheesy, but 
every day we should be thankful. Like, why does it have to be one designated day? So um, thank y'all all all the time, not just this week. Um, Thanks for listening. You can always follow us on Instagram, Akafade Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafade Laura and Akafade Jessica. And feel free, if you're feeling thankful, to leave us a review on wherever streaming um wherever we're streaming that allows reviews right now it's still like apple Podcasts. so no thank you for listening bye bye